Welcome to Beat It Movie Reviews. I'm disillusioned Santa Joe Cabello, and this is John Leguizamo's greatest year since the 90s, Chris Asoda. You like that cut? Remember the past, guys? Yeah, it's the best year since the past. (laughs) Yeah. It really is. No one really remembers that movie (laughs) because they think you're talking about the other past. Um with uh what's his name banjo player no that's the jerk never mind <laughs> i i always get them confused okay anyways this isn't about john leguizamo but it is at the same time this is december zerker this is our uh, month of we're going to review a december christmas movie that's also a berserker movie december zerker month um, and we're going to be doing that, celebrating that really. And I wonder how everybody's celebrating it. This is how we're celebrating December, December, and <laughs> annual December, Zerker. you know, I actually thought I was killing it too. I was like, Hey, I'm not mispronouncing this. At <laughs> Much like berserkers actually do. Burkers. They burkers, call themselves yeah. burkers. The burkers. Yes. We're celebrating it with violent night. The newest, uh, movie about santa this is uh, i was like looking oh i don't have the the imdb open and i absolutely did have it open i just wasn't looking uh it's a tommy Vercola film nailed that pronunciation i probably didn't uh about a group of mercenaries who attack in a state of wealthy of a wealthy family and santa claus must step in to save the day this is a new, a new rash of um john wick santa movies that we've seen yep there's it's uh it's an annual tradition at this point it really is and uh you know we've we've had the uh halloween santa before or you know just horror santa that's been something Uh that's been just tale as old as time so now we're getting the action movie santa we've probably even had romance movie santa santa rom-com santa oh Uh, yeah the Santa Claus, right? Yeah, I guess that's a, it's <laughs> technically somewhat a rom com. Um, but I guess <laughs> about a father and son. It, uh, <laughs> should I sing my parody song? No, uh, <laughs> off air I did reveal a new parody song. I don't want to sing it for you guys though because I might want to release we'll steal it, it on. Yeah, I want to yeah. release it on Spotify and get it's too good. Get a penny for every two million listens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the the thing that makes like he's even saying romance rom rom com Santa movie. It's like, well, that's so close to Christmas, like just a standard movie. There's oh. genres that just work with Santa, um, but action and horror, those are the ones that are so weird for it that I think that's that's why people have gone there these days. There's nothing left yeah. to be mined in the Santa. Ooh, yeah, because wow. the, the, when they do horror, it's always like slasher but what if they did like a psychological horror santa claus movie where it's like he's stuck and isolated in north pole and he's going crazy yeah i'd be down for that an incel or something he's like snowed in or something and i mean (laughs) edward snowden edward snowden comes to visit him he's a leaker fuck he's gonna leak my location he's gonna dox me (laughs) that's what he does (laughs) that was it uh, well, there is um, a new movie about Santa from Joe Vegas, who I've talked about before. And I even talked about this movie on the podcast before, um, but I did not know its title. So I'm going to look it up now. 
it's coming out in a few weeks on Shudder, and it, from what I understand, it's like Terminator Santa. Sick. Like, if what if Santa was the Terminator? Um, a robot because it's a robotic Santa that goes haywire. So oh, okay. that's gonna be a cool one. Uh, in the horror Santa Uvwe. But we'll talk about that once it comes out. I think it, it should be soon. December 9th in four days. Okay. So look out for uh, what is called Christmas Bloody Christmas. I still hadn't said the day, the, the title that whole time. <laughs> yeah. I probably shouldn't. We should probably beep it out. But uh, those beeps are expensive. <laughs> but anyways. Oh, wow. the, in the poster for it, it looks like the Santa is David Harbour. It does, and I think that's just because David Harbour looks so much like Santa anyway. Like, he's just nailing it. True. We'll get into that. When we talk about (laughs) Violent Night later, that's my criticism of the movie, he just looks too much like Santa. Uh, So, yeah, we'll talk about that in our feature review, but first we got to hit the Chris pick. Chris. Chris pick. What's the pick? Uh, let's go with, uh, I wa- I did watch the first two episodes of Willow this week, this last week. Will I am. <laughs> Will new, you are. The new show. This is the new Will on, uh, Smith and Jaden Smith's daughter, Willow, reality yeah. show, right? Uh-huh. Because you're yeah, obsessed about with her. her. She's like, she all, and surprisingly, all she does is talk about this slap too just like (laughs) has has no more meaningful insight than anyone else uh strangely uh you and of course we are not referring to the tv show we're referring to when will smith almost murdered chris rock (laughs) yeah you know any blow to the head even as light as a feather there is a possibility well because you don't know yeah you don't know if chris rock has a soft spot yeah or his brain is really small and there's nothing else filling the the skull, so if it gets shaken around, it can get shaken around yeah. very easily, you know. Yeah, like try getting a bag of Skittles when there's only one Skittle left and shake it around, and that's yeah. kind of a science experiment for what Chris Rock's brain could potentially be like. <laughs> but uh, you can subscribe uh, on Patreon to get our official slapcast every <laughs> week, uh, but we won't uh, give you any of that for free now. So, yeah, you're watching Willow, which, what is Willow actually? So, uh, Willow is a new show on Disney Plus that is based on a movie that came out, like, 30 years ago or something like that, uh, that starred, um, gosh. Warwick uh, Davis. Warwick Davis, yeah. Got it. I got a point. uh, Val Kilmer. Uh, but, uh. But yeah, so it's like one of those uh, legacy sequel series. Legacy series. That are becoming popular. Yeah. Yeah, legacy series. Uh, but they brought Warwick Davis back, and it's kind of this like, and I believe the uh, the female lead from the original. Right, yeah, well. she narrates it. She's in it, like, very briefly, I think, right, as the mother. But... Anyways, uh, it's like a new fantasy show, magic, all that. Uh, it's a group of characters going on a quest, you know, like every fantasy 
series mm. uh, before Game of Thrones. Yeah, before they ruined it and made it the West yeah. Wing. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who hasn't yeah. seen Game of Thrones or the West Wing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the the only so the episodes are, you know, the typical Disney where it's like a random anywhere from like thirty to fifty minutes. Mm-hmm. So you you never know. But uh, the effects are really good. I just think my only issue with it is uh, it feels like it's going really fast, like too fast. Mm. There's all these like story beats where characters are you know trying to uh have like some emotional connection with each other and it's like yeah but we gotta go on this quest so like let's hurry it up it just kind of feels like that uh <laughs> at the start there's a the character's like i wanted to give you this i made you this sword cool thanks and then you know they just leave huh um, and you, but, said you uh, saw the first two right yeah the first two yeah I wonder if that's just a symptom of trying to get to the main action. You know, yeah. it looks like it's eight yeah, episodes. Just get them on their way. Yeah, it's just an eight episode series. Who knows if it'll be picked up for another season or if they're planning on doing that. I'm sure they are. But uh, all the, the actors are pretty solid. I, they're all relatively uh, unknown to me, except for maybe to- Tony Revolori, who's a. Uh, Flash Thompson in the new Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay, he's in it, and also Aaron Kellyman. Aaron Kellyman's been in a couple things. Yeah, yeah, she was in Solo, and then she was also just in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. as Carly Morgenthau, the character that uh, they would always say her name, her full name, every time they talked about her, <laughs> because no one would remember her <laughs> if they didn't. I didn't even yeah. remember she was in that show. And yeah. I'm the one who pointed out that she's well known, um, <laughs> but yeah, Tony Revolori. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, yeah, he's his character is pretty great on the show too. So, yeah, it's like a you know a princess and a prince. Brother gets kidnapped. They have to go rescue him. They get this. They get this dude who's been like locked up in their prison. They promise to mm. release him if he helps them. He's the Mad Mad get again. To where they need to go. Yeah, yeah. Does uh, it feel like they're doing that? Kind of like they are rehashing the movie in a new way. Um, kinda. The, like the whole second episode takes place in uh, Warwick Davis has like a village of of like all little people like him mm-hmm. so it's like they just hang out there for a while and try to learn magic and uh i don't know it it seems like they're trying to like world build more than the original movie right well plus and like timing stuff. right like this is yeah. gonna be four or five times longer than the original yeah. so they do kind of have magic or they do have magic in the in the first one so yeah maybe this is just kind of like totally rehashing and stretching yeah it's kind of just made so if you've never seen the original you can uh watch this without it also they keep t- talking about uh, val kilmer's character like he like deserted them oh wow he just left but it's like it's one of those open mysteries where they're like well hopefully in you know season three or something 
he'll be healed enough to have another acting role and he can come yeah. back on the show. I mean, we hope. And they can be like, health. yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, they're totally no. doing something like that with him where they're like, your dad left you. And they're like, he didn't leave us. He needed to go to do something. And they're like, nah, he left you. And wow. Like, I don't know. Sounds fishy. Just another uh, Ben Solo, Han Solo situation. Yeah. Oh, except for that one, uh, Han really did just leave. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> we gotta just pawn him off to Luke. I'm gonna crash a plane. And, uh, yeah, so... But, uh, I, yeah. I started to watch about five minutes of it. Uh-huh. And uh, it was only because it was late, and I didn't even realize it was on, like, uh, we had watched, uh, me and my wife had watched a bunch of stuff, and then it was like the night was winding down, but then I just was browsing around and saw, opened Disney Plus and saw, I was like, oh, this is out? And I just put it on right away, just to see if okay. I could lure us in, but then we both agreed it was just too late to be getting into that. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't really get to see much of it at all, other than just the opening narration. Um, excited to check it out, although I'm, I like Willow. I'm not yeah. like a huge fan of it or its world. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, I think it's kind of uh, it's it's playful adventure style of the fantasy world is what I'm hoping it it keeps because that's what makes Willow yeah. kind of fun. Is that it's it's more like comedic and like an adventure versus a, uh, a Game of Thrones, which is super dark and political, and then you have a Lord of the Rings, which is more um heavy and melodramatic so i hope it fills that yeah so far it it does seem like it it is i feel like well i don't think like oh this is easily better than uh game of thrones or lord of the rings shows at this point that were just out but Mm -hmm. uh i definitely have laughed more i think in these the first two episodes that those either of those shows combined Nice. I mean, they're not supposed to be funny. But, no. But, yeah. But it says something. Yeah. Oh, pardon. Uh, cool. So, yeah. Any other thoughts Willow. about Willow? Um, That is it. How about Jaden? Ah, Jaden. Let me tell you about Jaden. Have you ever seen that picture? <laughs> I saw I saw a picture of him the other day uh, where he was, like, coming out of a theater. Oh, shit. With Ariana Grande? Oh, it was, This no, was, like, with, years uh, ago. Kylie Jenner. Who was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had makeup all over his face. That was yeah. Cool. He also, I think he went to uh, Kanye's wedding or somebody's in a white Batman costume. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So that's classic. That's good. We're all for Jaden. He still hasn't here. slapped anyone. He hasn't. And uh, that would be attempted murder in my book <laughs> if he did. Yeah. Just to keep everything consistent with my belief system. Um, cool. I, uh, I saw, I watched for the first time ever, kind of a double feature, um, that I, I won't talk about too in depth because the reason why I watched it was for Shut Up, I Love It, the other podcast I host with, uh, that takes a guest and they bring on something they love that is otherwise unknown, hated, misunderstood. And they wanted to watch or talk about Troll 2. Uh, Troll 2 is an infamous schlocky horror movie from the 80s 
um, that is only called Troll 2 uh, to, to, well, it's about goblins, first off, I should okay. say. So it's, not trolls? It's not about trolls at all, but they called it Troll 2 after, like, months after in a marketing decision after it's being made because there was another movie called Troll and they wanted to, I guess, capitalize on the success of that. So they called it Troll 2. The two movies have nothing to do with each other at all. And like I but said... But they're made by the same production company? No. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. That's it's, fucking awesome. Uh, so really freaking bizarre. And that's one of the... How come... Well, that's interesting because how come... I see all the... You always see the movies that come out straight to DVD that are like rip-off titles, right? Mm. Like, uh, like Terminator... Right, there'll be one called like Terminators. Yeah, and it it'll be just like a straight bullshit ripoff has nothing to do with it. How come they haven't just done like a something too? Yeah, I'm not sure a hundred percent what the rules on that are. Uh-huh. And... Maybe it's just so low budget that they like didn't have their bases covered. Yeah, Troll wasn't big. Troll was, uh-huh. uh, and I I could even be wrong about it, but not being the same production company, but I'm very sure yeah. because Troll was done by uh, Charles Band. He's a, a mm. f- producer who I've talked about before. Yeah. Um, who does a lot of schlock, and I would have known if Troll 2 was one of his. Yeah. Um, but there might be some sort of rights thing where the Maybe it's a production company or like some some other producer related. So it's possible, and it's also possible that like Charles Band wasn't going to take them to court. They weren't going to get anything from it, and he wasn't. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just not that serious. Versus if you called something uh, Encanto two, uh-huh. then Disney yeah, was Disney like, okay, we're going to get you come to your house and murder your family. Yeah, because it'll actually benefit you. Uh, to be called Encanto 2 versus Troll 2, which is like, all right, this isn't really yeah. helping anyone. Uh, but it's known for being a really bad movie that's, like, so bad that people love it. One of those uh-huh. those early cult films that caught on and, and just has stayed with the, with people. And there's also a documentary that pairs uh, 100% with it called Best Worst Movie, which is about the movie and about the um the cult fans of it and it follows a lot of the actors those 20 or 30 years later and sees what they're up to and both of them i I think you have to watch them together i don't know if it's really worth watching troll 2 without watching best worst movie because part of it is the context that's part of the fun and Troll 2 is definitely a movie you want to watch with friends rather than watching alone because it's not a good movie. It is interesting in, like, how bad it is and whatnot, and it's, uh-huh. you know, fun to make fun of, but I, I don't think – I didn't have a great time watching it alone. There were some times where uh, my wife was in the room, and that was fun because, you know, kind of uh-huh. getting to see her reaction, and she's always seeing me watch either things that are super shitty or are super horny. <laughs> so it's always funny when it's like she's like of course you're watching this but best worst movie is a great documentary anyway about the the dreams of hollywood stardom and the dream of wanting to make great art and failing it's really tragic with some of the actors it it 
catches up with and seeing what happened to them, what happened to them because of this movie or just because. It's truly unsettling. Um, and Troll 2, like I said, it's it's a good time. Uh, but it's it's as bad as they say. So get some friends and watch it together. I think you can watch both uh, the movie and the documentary on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Um, so check it out. I should say what it's about just so people are prepared. It's about a family that goes on vacation to this rural town. But it turns out that the town is overrun by these goblins who turn people into plants so that they can eat them. So, of course, the family gets into some trouble with them. Uh, but yeah, check it out. You've probably actually seen clips from it or heard uh-huh. clips from it. Because yeah, I've definitely seen that one with the kid saying, like, no. The, yeah, the, the, one of the famous lines is, oh, no, they're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. That's, yeah. like, a, a sound clip you'll see, like, people, bands will use it or podcasts such as ours. Um, but, yeah, check it out if you like schlocky movies. I'm actually surprised I haven't seen it until now because huh. I'm usually liking to check out these these types of movies, although I still haven't seen The Room. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, it's basically along the lines of The Room as far as the cult status. And like, if you want to sell out a theater, play this movie or play The Room because people are going to show up. People are going to show up and throw spoons. Exactly. That's what they do at The Room showing. Can you imagine it's if, like a, it's like uh, a thing. if the, the tick, was watching the room screening. And then every time they threw a spoon, he said, Spoon! Deep he reference. Knew, he always goes to see it, so he says it right before they need to throw it, so they know when to throw. <laughs> I don't even remember why he said that. Was it just his catchphrase? I think so. Anyways, this slapping someone is a death sentence, so don't do it. Um, what else have you been watching? Uh... I watched uh, a movie, a new movie that had recently just come out called The Triangle of Sadness, or just Triangle of Sadness. Sorry. Jeez, up on the title way to there. fuck up their movie, dude. Yeah, they spent really time on that. that. No, The Triangle of Sadness. Uh, it's like a uh, a dramedy, I guess you would say. It, it kind of reminds me of like White Lotus, basically. Mm-hmm. About uh, a couple that are both models they go on a cruise and uh the cruise inevitably uh shit goes wrong and uh the they have to the they have to get off the boat and they're like shipwrecked okay. uh and uh i mean that's all in the trailers and everything but yeah it, it has like uh woody harrelson is in it um Harris Dickinson, he's the main character, one of the main characters, but he's from uh, the newest Kingsman movie. He was uh, the son. Oh, okay. Who goes to war. Yeah. Just uh, complete uh, black hole of charisma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what, it's like, that's part of what, uh, you know, aids in his character here, where he's kind of this. Uh, model who's kind of just 
nothing except Mm -hmm. good looking, you know? And uh, yeah, so it's interesting. The movie, there's different people on the boat and it like, it's like white Lotus where it is these people that are like, it's all about like class, different class of people and how that dynamic will change once they're stuck on the Island Mm -hmm. and how people who know how to survive are more valuable than the people that are just good looking or, or rich and don't know what to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's like two and a half hours. It is pretty long. Uh, but there is, uh, there's some funny parts. It's also, if you don't like, uh, barf and shit, uh, you might want to steer clear of this movie. Okay. Because, but if you uh, love barf and shit. Yeah. If, if you love barf and shit, you will love this movie. Okay. There's there's like a good 20 minutes of this movie leading up to like the boats getting fucked with, fucked up where like everyone on the boat goes to a dinner and gets food poisoning. Oh, so wow. everyone is just shitting and throwing up all over themselves everywhere on the boat. And well, it's, oh man. It's really long. It, you wonder where movies were like this were years ago. I used to work at the box office at the theater selling tickets, and every once in a while you would get someone just coming up, and they didn't know what they wanted to see, but they wanted to see a movie. They're like, hey, what's playing? I'm like, what do you like? And there would always be every couple months a guy like, oh, you got anything with, like, barf and shit? <laughs> and I every time I was like, oh, I could look at the list. I honestly haven't seen every single movie playing right now, but yeah, I'm pretty like- sure none of them have barf and shit <laughs> to any uh, measurable degree. They might have a little bit of barf and shit, but not a lot. Not enough. Like, the if you have to ask, then it's not enough. Yeah, like, I can't recommend it off its yeah. barf and shit. Uh, and yeah. that would happen every month or so. Same guy. <laughs> and he would later go on to hurt a lot of people in the city. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, no. Uh, but he's a good guy in a lot of other ways. Um, I'm a, I imagine that is because he gave everyone food poisoning to see them barf and shit. Well, at a certain point, you have to take action into your own hands. Like, <laughs> you have to make create. Like, I want to see barf and shit. <laughs> Aside from the barf and shit, anything else you want to say about this movie? Um, I don't. I, the thing this movie is like, it is interesting but i don't feel like many people i know personally would go out of their way to see this movie or really enjoy watching it it is it's from and the guy that's who not did to a say force majeure right which i never saw oh, but really I've, i don't know if that one is uh it seems like he's a director that of a definitely a certain style of movie that is like it almost, to me, I, and having not seen any of them, I mean, I've seen plenty of Barf and Shit featured stuff, uh, gagger videos, things of that nature. <laughs> but uh, uh, it seems like the quintessential, like, indie movie. Yeah. You know? And uh, now indie movie, like, the indie, um, indie as a market is not what it used to be as far as when people would talk about indie movies. Like, it's such... With streaming and VOD, it's like that's such a wider category. But I feel like this is what has always been kind of described as the indie movie, like this style movie. Yeah, yeah, which that's is reductive, true, yeah. but I think it's an accurate reduction. Yeah, 
that is that is a, a good way to to describe it it definitely has that kind of like indie uh reserved and like quirkiness to it yeah and heady like a bit heady and and what it's talking about yeah with all the barf and shit it's, <laughs> it gets really heavy <laughs> heady and buttholy oh yeah some raw buttholes and throats so yeah any other thoughts about that movie yeah before um, i say something about it's solid i think that again. much it's definitely worth waiting for to be on like a regular streaming service mm-hmm. instead of like rent having to pay to rent it or something wow but, way yeah. to kill their profits <laughs> yeah you know it all banks on what how i tell people to watch i would slap you right now if it wasn't attempted murder in my eyes <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, quick shout out I want to give to Nope, which I watched again on a whim this week. I I think there wasn't much like just on the streaming channels or whatever. Uh, nothing that was really catching my eye. And I'd been wanting to rewatch it again when I get it on Blu-ray, but I just haven't picked it up because there wasn't any real good sales on it. It's still like 25 bucks minimum for it every place I've seen, so... I was like, I won't buy it. Then I saw it was on Peacock. So I was like, I got to watch this. And I always love it when, you know, and I think I've talked about this happening before. You watch a movie in the theater and you're like, fuck, that was a great movie. I really fucking dug that. And then you're like, oh, but if I pop it in to the old Blu-ray player or on TV and watch it at home, Am I going to feel that same way or was I just kind of like caught up in the theater experience and and talking about the movie and all that? And it totally is an awesome movie. I think the last time this happened to me was with Everything Everywhere all at once. Recently when I plopped it in the Blu-ray, I was like, "Uh, please don't be just okay. And I kind of went too hard and then I watched again. And it's like within the first 10 minutes, you're wrapped up. You're in it. You know, and I think that's such the the key. You're not just rewatching it; you're in it again, and that's what happened to me with Nope. I was instantly in the movie. It's so good, even better on a second watch. I think there's just more of the the theme you get to catch on to, uh, knowing everything and what it's trying to say. It's just more fun to to watch it, and yeah, I just big shout out to Nope. I think it is an amazing movie. And certainly holds up. It's it is a movie that I'm so baffled by a lot of the criticism, especially the <laughs> the stuff that's like it didn't make any sense or like why did this happen? Why did they have to have the monkey killing scenes? It's like, <laughs> did you watch it? Like, yeah, it it makes sense why all that's in there, and it need it would be a shittier movie without it. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's nope. It is on Peacock, so if you haven't seen it, you know, turn the lights off, go watch it. And anytime you lay your hand on someone in physical force, <laughs> it could lead to death. All right, what else you've been watching, Chris? Oh, uh, <clears throat> I have one other thing that I watched before our main movie, which I know you watched too. But do you have oh, anything else? I do have uh, one, one more thing and then uh, something I'm going to just talk about when we talk about Violent Night. Okay. Um, 
but so yeah i just have one more thing so if we want to talk about this maybe another day maybe wednesday yeah let's talk about the slap nbc's uh <laughs> former <laughs> no. let's talk about wednesday on uh netflix netflix yeah, this is the new series. Uh, just came, when did it come out? Last weekend, or was it? Yeah, it yeah. The, not weeks? this last one, but the weekend before. The weekend yeah. before, yeah. So just a little mm-hmm. over seven days. It's been out or so, um, and yeah, I finally caught up on it later in the week and then finished it. Um, and you finished it all as well. What did you think of the series? Yeah, um, I enjoyed it. I I kind of feel like. Uh, it's it's funny because I wasn't expecting what the show really was, which is like a teen, pure teen drama, even though obviously it's called Wednesday. So what should I, I have expected? But because they had advertised the casting of the whole family. Oh, right. I that just was assumed a big thing. they were going to be in it more. Right, uh, but they're like not a, pretty much at all. They're all in like one episode, basically. Yeah, like I don't um, feel like I even know Luis Guzman's, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, his version of yeah. Uh, what's what am I? Why can't I remember the guy's name? Mister Adams. Doesn't he have a first name? Uh, Adam <laughs> yeah. Adams. Yeah, yeah Adam I don't even Adams. know how I could forget that. That feels like it's a. We know Port- Gomez. Gomez, yeah. Luis Guzman, Gomez, uh, Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. Uh, but yeah, I don't even feel like I got to see enough of him as Gomez to mm-hmm. even like know if it's good or not. We get a, a good enough of Morticia, but yeah, not Gomes. Uh, but yeah, anyways, that's true. a sidebar. But yeah, I think you're you're right. It is. I remember the marketing kind of being heavy on the family, and they definitely aren't there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the show is interesting because it's basically just like Hogwarts, if Hogwarts had monsters. Yeah, like that. That's what the show is. She goes to a boarding school because, or a school for outcasts, because she uh, attempts murder, uh, even though it's like not really. It's a fun murder. In the show, it's portrayed as murder, but it's not like she slapped him in the head. Yeah, so. I mean, because she would be a complete irredeemable villain <laughs> yeah. had she done that. So yeah. I understand narratively why why it didn't happen. Yeah, so, you know, she goes to a school. There's werewolf people. There's, like, Jekyll and Hyde people. Sirens. Which I didn't understand for the longest time what they meant by hide oh for some reason like it didn't click in my head i was like what the fuck is a hide and then i was like oh right okay i'm dumb uh but yeah there there's vampires apparently there's vampires actually i never i don't think they ever show like characters that are vampires right not that they, i like, remember I, f- I feel like they said there are them but i don't think i ever remember seeing them but yeah there's like medusa people sirens which doesn't make sense werewolves (laughs) wasn't am i wrong that medusa wasn't like a type of creature she was like a woman she was was, a person 
raped who uh like a cursed thing or something yeah i I believe it was like some revenge thing where she was getting revenge on men like that's the moral tale of the medusa story i could be very wrong but it was like okay so then it's just a type okay yeah i'm all mad uh but but yeah so it's kind of this teen drama that it it reminds me of yeah so it's like if hogwarts and like riverdale like had a baby with twilight that's what this show is Mm -hmm. Uh, but but uh the thing is carried by jenna ortega the show is definitely carried by her because Mm -hmm. i feel like majority of the characters in this show i did not give a shit about well, it's like, yeah, when you look at these other shows, um, my wife watches them all the time. She'll She's uh-huh. watched every show leading up to Wednesday that is anything derivative of it, you know, where it's like Vampire School or, oh, uh, right. you know, Legacies. I think there's like one creator who makes a lot of these shows, but then there's other ones. Uh-huh. Just watched one that was like Romeo and Juliet. Um, but of between a, a vampire hunter or a monster hunter and a vampire, oh yeah, you know that, that show was on Netflix, right? That show yeah. got canceled like bef- like quickly. <laughs> it it was pretty bad. Uh, I watched huh. a lot of it uh, with my wife because she was nice. she <laughs> just needs to watch that stuff, and there's a uh-huh. lot of it. Um, it is like but, kind of like this like comfort food show, right? Well, yeah, it's especially if you like Harry Potter. You know, they're uh-huh. they're very much that type of um, horror and occult imagery and stuff. Yeah. You know, so I think um, for a lot of people, it satisfies that itch, especially because it's a little bit older skewed now, uh-huh. too. So there's a lot more of um, it doesn't feel babyish, but it still is like not scary farms. But um, yeah, it's. The difference between this and those shows is all those characters are supposed to be, you know, very cool and kind of avatars for the the audience to imbue themselves into and like feel like, oh, that's kind of me because it's just somebody who's so basic that (laughs) that sucks. Uh But Wednesday is like totally a character so hard in that. It feels like one of those shows, but with someone who's actually interesting. Yeah. It's like every, every, she's bouncing off everyone and everyone else is just so boring and like not lack that everyone just lacks a sense of humor. Yeah. Mostly. Which is funny because Wednesday is not like saying these things like these are jokes. Right. But as you, as a viewer, you're laughing at them because you're like, that is so funny. Yeah. But none of the characters are ever like, wow, that's this is really funny. Like you're this is crazy how much of a character you are. And that's awesome. It's always like they just hate her (laughs) or are just so horny for her that they don't. Yeah. Or they ignore it and they're just like, do you want to make out or what? (laughs) Yeah. And I don't I didn't mind those elements of it, although um, because Wednesday is such the star. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, thinking about most of the characters, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really like most of them. I thought they were all pretty annoying, with the exception of the beekeeper boy and her roommate, who I thought yeah, they made like her just two, like, weird close enough. Friends. 
Yeah, they made the roommate Enid just strange enough. She still needs to play normal because she, her function is to be the opposite of Wednesday. So that yeah. needs to skew to someone who's more normal and, uh, you know, bubbly, certainly. But mm. her being a werewolf, they still got to have their a little bit of weirdness to her where she's making jokes about being a werewolf, but they're not jokes. They're just her life. Um, yeah. So there were a couple of characters that I liked, but yeah, a lot of them were just like, especially the guy characters, which, yeah. you know, I, I think it's that same thing that you might see in a show that is more male centric as far as the viewers is like, Oh, it would be about a, a guy. And then the girl characters would be hot and, not have much personality so i kind of blame it on that Uh uh-huh yeah the girls gotta have theirs too their female gaze (laughs) um Uh, but yeah i i thought she just killed it i had heard good things because it had been out for five or six days before i even watched it and I was a little worried about it being too teeny because I'd also heard that it was very much a teen show. And I was like, uh, you know, I kind of want this to be Adam's family and like have that humor. That's yeah, that's what I want. Um, but she just brings it every single second uh-huh. that she's on screen. And she is so funny. I was laughing at everything she says because it's just the best style of humor you take a character who's just yeah. a thousand percent themselves and everything mm-hmm. they say is just them being so themselves yeah it, it, yeah it had me rolling yeah definitely a great character and in like a perfect casting yeah her her big eyes and never blinking and I think what I was really impressed by and what I uh, dug the most was you could, the character never smiles or even frowns, uh-huh. but you can tell when she's happy and when she's sad. Like yeah. there is just well, the smallest bit. There, I know there's like at least one scene where she smiles. Um, I guess if this is mild spoilers, but uh, there's a scene where they dig up a body that's been buried for like years and she opens the grave and then like does like a a strong whiff of like the dead body smell and she does smile scene, Mm. which is like hilarious, right? Yeah. It's like she never smiles. And then the one thing that brings her joy is the smell of a dead decomposed corpse in a, yeah, and that smile's, like, used as a joke and yeah. works. But even in those moments where maybe, like, uh, she her smile would be something that is uh, her showing feelings or um, showing that she's, uh, you know, liking a character and stuff like that. Yeah. In those moments, she never smiles, but you can tell she's smiling just with the slightest little twitch or like something's going on and you can also tell when she's upset yet there's no big change in her expression so i thought that was like super um just great acting great embodying a character Mm -hmm. yeah did you ever wonder throughout the whole series how much older that guy was than her that she was (laughs) uh, into in the show 
Uh, yeah, because and that, that guy he's was in either. high school and he's not anymore. Yeah, he just works like very full-time. clearly he's not in high school. So I was like, how much fucking older is this guy? <laughs> and I know looking up in real life, he's eight years older than her. So the context of that is pretty funny to think. Who's the real she's monster? only she's only twenty, but you know she's playing like a what seventeen year old or something, yeah. right? So it's like that just makes him older <laughs> than than twenty versus twenty eight. It's now yeah. seventeen versus twenty. Well, he can get a uh, get a get away with a lot because of his father being a cop. Oh yeah. He couldn't get away with, like, slapping Piece of shit, Lord Father. (laughs) Oh, man, the dad. What a fucking loser. I know. He's really loser-coded with, like, everything (laughs) he does. There's, like, like... nothing redeeming at the end of the show for him. You're like, oh, this seems like an asshole cop. Maybe there's going to be something, a reason for it. And he's like, nah, he sucks. He really sucks. Yeah, he never really does get a moment to redeem himself he's just kind of like there as a dirtbag cops and not even yeah. like such a dirtbag to be memorable he's just yeah nothing. just like fucking lame yeah uh, but Gwendolyn uh Catherine zeta jones oh yeah Gwendolyn christie great i so i kept every time i saw her on screen i would say Gwendolyn christie <laughs> and i don't think it was until episode four that my wife asked me, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, because that's Gwendolyn Christie. She's like, yeah, but who is that? And I was like, that's Brienne of Tarth from Game of Thrones. Then she was like, oh, my God. And that then she was screaming <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie every time she Dude, came uh, on screen. You guys got to see that episode of Sandman that she's in. Oh, yeah. Good app. It's is a good she, app. Is she uh, dressed to the nines like in this series? Oh yeah, she plays Lucifer, so she's. I feel like she's dressed even better. She probably has the same exact wardrobe that she had <laughs> in Sandman, because they're both Netflix. They knew they're like, we got. We have to specially tailor all of this for her because she's so tall that we're just gonna kill two birds with one stone. Here. The other crew was like ten feet away from the other camera crew and director, and she's like, "All right, now turn this way, Gwendolyn." Gwendolyn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you were saying Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, just uh, solid casting for uh, <coughs> for the mom. Yeah, she did an amazing Morticia, and I just yeah, I just wish uh, uh, Gomez had more time. Yeah, yeah, because that episode it's really like they they kind of push him. He's in the episode, but then he really gets pushed to the the back for her to be the main featured character which i'm sure if there is a season two and there will be Mm -hmm. because the the ratings have been so good according to them yeah because apparently it it like had more views than the most viewed thing in the first week on netflix which was stranger things season four yeah right which is kind of insane because i hadn't really heard anyone talk about this show uh leading up to it and i don't really think i know anyone who's like a diehard fan of adam's fan yeah i think this this is actually probably less because the adam's family name and because of jen ortega and the the ya uh, uh-huh. style of it 
I think that brought in so many more people than just a a straight up like you know the monsters movie the recent monsters movie was it's like dude this is so faithful that nobody's gonna enjoy this yeah that no one's gonna watch it (laughs) yeah Uh, so i think it's like for any of those people it's like oh i know that what the adams family is Uh, i guess i kind of like it it was kind of funny or like you know the cartoon even the newest cartoon movies they're like i saw those those were all right I'll watch this though. This seems like it's the better version of those because it's why and it has Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Um, also, it's a very big shame about the family not being there much is that Uncle Fester was only in one episode and it's yeah. Fred Armisen. I was so happy to see him when he pops up. I was like, yes. He's yeah, always the best fester. part of shows that he's in. Yeah, and he's a solid Fester. Uh, oh, and that also thing was really good in that show Mm -hmm. i was like it's just a hand how can you care about this character and then you're like oh wow yeah surprised i really do care about this (laughs) this character it's funny pretty funny yeah they do that really well with just like how that character is what moments they give him uh and of course the performance of the hand itself which was a dude just crawling (laughs) around which is cool yeah just like green makeup all over his body all over his naked body they're like we have He's like do i have to be naked yeah (laughs) you have to Um, be naked uh but yeah a huge fan of the the series i i really unexpectedly ended up digging it and laughing throughout it yeah me too all right that's wednesday on netflix Alright, I want to talk about one other thing before we go into our feature review. So, uh, let me get the year exactly of this. That the original movie, Sorority Babes in the Slime Bowl Ballorama, came out. Um, the Slime Ball Ballorama. I don't know if I said Slime Bowl Ballorama, but oh, I thought I had it. Slime Bowl Ballorama. It's a horrible title for a lot of reasons, uh, but sorry, babes. Nineteen eighty-eight. Okay, this movie comes out, and I've seen this movie before. This movie is about a bunch of sorority girls who sneak out into bowling alley with a bunch of boys one night, and they accidentally unleash an imp from is his prison, and this imp can uh, grant wishes. And the gr- the imp is a jive talking imp that's very like black coated and you know like quasi racist. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. But that's kind of also the fun of the movie. It's like a cult classic in that way, um, and known for being very you know boobies out and and stuff like that. Um, and uh, now, what thirty more than thirty years later. The sequel has finally come out. Oh, shit. And the sequel is from Charles Band's Full Moon Features. So oh, I okay. subscribed to his uh, streaming service. And uh, this is a premiere on there. And the sequel, I mean, I, I didn't have high hopes for the sequel because I just think the kind of like low budget filmmaking 
that they're doing now with full moon features versus like sorority babes at this time it's just like a lot lower budget and you know uh, doesn't have the charm of time uh-huh yeah uh just seeing if you watch some of the trailers for his newest movies um uh what's what's one uh, the one's about a giantess it's like a giant woman or it's uh, she's an only fans type girl who's giant i'm not sure if that's even accurate <laughs> but <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't, uh, but I had to watch it. And it was so funny to me when I queue it up, seeing it's it's on, and the movie's an hour and seven minutes long. And that's already, like, a big red flag. Because yeah. if a movie's only an hour and seven minutes and it's super low budget, like, <laughs> that's real low budget. And then to find that seven minutes of that is trailers that they've put before the movie... So the movie's really only an hour long. Oh, what the hell? And, okay, so I watched it all. There is so much uh, egregious nudity. Like, a lot of scenes where the girls are just topless talking for (laughs) no reason. There's, like, showering Uh. scenes and stuff. You can tell, and this is for better or for worse, that with... uh, owning your own streaming service when you don't have to worry about ratings, you know, you're not going to release it in theaters. You're not going to release it on DVD. You don't even need to think about how that could affect you. (laughs) Uh The choices you make. And especially (laughs) when he comes from a lineage of, um, I guess lineage isn't the right word, but just a history of putting breasts in movies because that's what would sell at the height of him being a producer was like okay you got to have your titty scene Uh that way you can you can sell it um so now when there's no reason not to have a million titty scenes you they're just really milking it no pun intended but uh and for better for worse (laughs) if you like that or not the other thing is that the real fun of this movie or, uh, you know, the premise is to get to the imp as soon as possible because you uh-huh. want to see the puppet character who is silly and offensive, certainly. But, you know, it is what it is. And that doesn't come until like 40 minutes into the movie. So oh, then no. and that's the main action of the movie. So then it's only <laughs> like 20 minutes of the fun stuff of him, like uh, granting people wishes, but with a twist. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so, you know what? I, I did have a good time watching it because I'm aware of sorority babes in the slime ball Bolarama one. And I, I just get a kick out of seeing this guy being able to make a sequel to the movie he made 30, whatever years ago and seeing what that looks like. Like this isn't a sequel we would see these days of like, Oh, it's the Texas chainsaw massacre sequel after 20 years or like Halloween. It's Uh not like that. There's no, there's no debate or like wondering how we can make this great for, to make money and to bring new audiences in this. No, they're, they're just like, fuck it. We're making the sequel because we know people like titties and the imp and then they did it. I just think there's something so weird about it that I really enjoyed it. Um, otherwise I couldn't recommend this movie to anyone at all. 
Yeah. I could barely uh, recommend the first one to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But that sorority cool, babes though. in the slime ball. So that, ball the new one is just is only available on his streaming service? Yeah. I think maybe right. you could buy it on video on demand, but I think he'd rather have you on his streaming service. Uh, what is the new one called? Uh, Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolarama 2. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's out to buy anywhere. So go, Are there uh, returning characters from the original? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch. Oh, shit. And they're very old. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's been like over thirty years, uh, and they were maybe it's twenty-five. Been, it's been or our entire lives. Yeah, that the movie uh, has came out right when we were born, basically. Wow. Yeah. Cool. It's a good time. Um, so I think that gets us to our uh, our feature review, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's get into that. Um, this is our feature review of Violent Night. When a group of mercenaries attack the estate of a wealthy family, Santa Claus must step in to save the day. Uh, starring David Harbour from the uh, hit Netflix Extraction. <laughs> I got him. Uh, he is in that, though, I think. Uh, yeah, he is. And Stranger Things. Uh, Chris... What did you think? Don't, can't forget Hellboy. Oh, right. Really Hellboy. important. That's well, true. Probably his most important role. Forgot about New this Hellboy. Movie. New uh, Hellboy you know, is fun. This, it's, you know, the problem I have with that one is the entire movie he's getting his ass kicked the whole time. That's a David Harbour thing. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, that's true, yeah. I guess that's just kind of his thing. Uh, okay, so this movie, you know, what's funny is I felt like internet discourse about this movie was very down on it. And so going into it, I was very ready to be like underwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I think that that helped me enjoy it a lot more because yeah, I I didn't think it was going to be very good. And going into it, I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I had a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot funnier then I was surprised at how much more funny it was than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that the action scenes weren't going to be that fun or interesting. And they definitely surpassed my expectation. Nice. Okay, uh, but so yeah, so I liked it. overall, I enjoyed it very much. What's your thought, fat man ranking? Oh, is it better than or worse than Fat yeah. Man? I think I would say that this is, like, more fun than Fat Man. Like, if I had a group of friends, I would watch this with them over Fat Man. Mm-hmm. I feel like Fat Man is one that I would watch by myself versus with a group of friends. Okay. But, uh, yeah. How about you? Uh, so yeah, I did have a good time with this movie. I Mm -hmm. feel weird about it. I really did enjoy myself watching it. Um, but it's really funny and it's also super not funny Uh at the same time. Like some of the jokes are really good, but some of them are so 
just kind of feel overdone and like shit we've seen uh-huh. before or like yeah. roll your eye type shit but mm. it's still like it does those all well and commits to it and just is consistently making jokes enough so and having heart too because i do mm-hmm. think as as funny as you say it is um it has equal parts like heart and emotion which i think does a lot for it as well but um but yeah there's just a lot of jokes that bothered me or i felt like okay this is kind of like the go-to joke for this with like the social media influencer stuff and certain other things like there's just little things like that but i I think there was more good jokes than bad ones um so i i think it ultimately lands the action as well i felt there are some cool action parts but overall i wasn't super impressed with the fight choreography yeah, yeah. I kind of, I guess when I say that I did enjoy it, it was more the fact that I thought it was just going to be like complete garbage. <laughs> and, it, and it was like better than that. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Cause I mean, I may sound like I, I enjoy this movie a lot, but it's, it's that like, it just, it was fun. It's not like the greatest movie I've ever seen or anything, but. I thought like that was definitely not a waste of time, which is what I was kind of worried about. I was like, man, I'm just, am I just going to see this and like hate, hate it the whole time. And I just thought like, Oh no, I was just, I was like laughing and enjoying myself the whole time. Yeah. And even with these criticisms, I was doing the same, Um, but it almost feels like it is, uh, it is there to be dethroned by a better movie. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it's hard to really take it to, to knock it as well. I, I think it's just like, it is so it is good and good enough to a point that you kind of want it to be better. Mm-hmm. But there are some plenty of fun action stuff that I think just then overstays its welcome. And we'll get into that in spoilers. Um, but overall, I'd say this is just a fun uh, Christmas movie because it's a pure Christmas movie while still being another genre. Like you feel the Christmas spirit from watching this movie and it's sweet. And I think those are necessary parts for a movie to truly be a Christmas movie. You know, like it's like the people who say die hard to Christmas movie. It's like fine, but it's not really a Christmas movie in that it makes you feel like being part of the Christmas spirit. And yeah, yeah, it's if people when people say that it's a Christmas movie, they don't understand what Christmas is. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, That's it's just it's not just a time. It's a feeling. <laughs> it's a vibe. Uh so unless think... every Christmas you are stepping on glass and like getting <laughs> held hostage, then uh, then I guess it is a Christmas movie. Yeah. That is true. But no bar for shit. So yeah. There's barf in yeah. this and this one, so true. It does, but unfortunately, there is no shit. Yeah, no shit. So that... oh, well, there's a little shit. Some little reindeer shit. shit. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, yeah, barf and shit. And I, it did inspire me to watch Fat Man right when I got home <laughs> that night because I was like, you know what, I I can't 
really think about this movie without thinking about Fat Man. Uh-huh. Um, and it, yeah, it is fun how different these two movies are, though. <laughs> yeah. This is a constant action movie. Fat Man mm-hmm. really is like a slow burn build up to yeah. a big action scene. And it's, uh-huh. it still works. Yeah. Um, I do think for that, they don't need to be compared because I think they both do two different things. And um, it was well, even kind you of know, fun watching what's them funny, together. though, is like uh, Mel Gibson in his prime would have been a great Wolverine. Yeah. And, the, and he's Santa, right? David Harbour probably would be a great Sabretooth. Yeah. And, and it's not too he's late. He's great Santa. Yeah, it's not, not too late. He we could totally gotta see be. that. Disney's Monopoly ruins that. Because <laughs> we'll never get to see that. But it would be cool. Let's get into some spoilers for Violent Night. I say go see it. Uh, it'll I get say you go Christmas see spirit. it just if you like, uh, was it Edie Patterson? The, uh, the sister from Righteous Gemstones, who is also the sister in this movie, playing the same exact character. But, like, oh, if really? you love that character, <laughs> she's the fucking best, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because have you seen Righteous Gemstones? I haven't it, right? yet. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's the sister in that show. And she is the same, like, entitled, asshole, bitchy, selfish sister. It's She does that character so perfectly uh, that I knew in the trailer, like, that's half the reason I wanted to see this movie. Yeah, she her line read of uh, "Kiss me in front of my son" was really yeah. good. It's crazy. There's jokes like that, but then there's really fucking trite jokes. Cam Gigande yeah. in it that was big. Yeah, he he's also great in it. I think too, just to be like a Hollywood douchebag. Yeah, I'm like, always happy I, to see him. Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed him in whatever he's in. He always seems like he's uh he knows he has like the self awareness to understand like, what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even like when he's playing it more serious, like uh, never back down, he's like uh-huh. dude, this guy knows what movie he's in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh totally. and also Alex Hassel from uh he played Vicious in the Cowboy yeah. Bebop series. I don't really like that guy. I don't like looking at him. <laughs> uh, but he's in it. So yeah, also, um, the guy that plays Krampus, the character Krampus, the psychopath uh, guy, is Brendan Fletcher, who was in Rampage. The, uh, the uh, Rampage. what's his name? The, the, game, the guy that made all the video game movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you bull. He made you bull. Yeah, he made that movie Rampage about a guy that's like basically just like a mass shooter. Yeah. He made actually I'm sorry, he made 3 of those movies. <laughs> uh but yeah, that guy starred in it. He was also in like Freddy vs Jason and some other stuff, but uh it's funny to see him and I think he was in Scott Pilgrim also. But uh He was good. Definitely. Yeah, he's also good. Yeah, but like you're saying the kid being the like social media douchebag, it's like, I guess the the if they wanted to capture the fact that you just want the kid to shut the fuck up, then like, they did their job. Yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't funny. It was just like, yeah, the hashtag jokes and. The- yeah, 
Like we've seen it. There there was a time uh, and place where it was funny and like now you really have to be funny with that if you're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, or find that like new way. Uh but uh, yeah, it's like this movie doesn't just say that's our only joke and I think that's what makes it work. Yeah. And John Leguizamo, yeah, think, uh, of course. Yeah, John Leguizamo doing great here getting uh the a role that he deserves not like in john wick where he's in it for 10 seconds and he's like here's your car mr wick fuck off yeah put him in the movie guys yeah look at it. he can be a villain and the yeah. menu i mean between yeah. those two and uh some other stuff he's probably been in he's good yeah um uh, what else? Was, oh, you know, the my favorite part of the movie, though, is, like, they do a fucking violent Home Alone-esque bit with the, the daughter. Yes. And I'm so glad that paid off because that was another, uh-huh. like, messy script thing that when she's making the Home Alone references at first, it's just, like, yeah. really grating and not funny and kind of feels <laughs> like it feels like a writer wrote something. You know uh, what I mean? Like having yeah. a character. I watched that movie that a, a 35-year-old writer would know and and love, <laughs> and I'm going to make references to it. That's what it felt like. Uh-huh. Um, but for it to actually pay off like that, it earned its keep because that was yeah. a very fun, violent uh, version of that. Yeah, just a <laughs> a great a great bit in the movie. Um let's see what else the uh the mother the grandmother beverly d'angelo yeah from uh the vacation movies it's excellent too i i had i don't think i recall seeing her in the trailer so i was like i wonder who's playing the grandma and yeah she she was also great yeah it was uh it, it was a little hard to um to root for anyone when it's this rich family, yeah. but they do a great job with the daughter character to use that as the grounding force. But it, it did. I was at first like, I don't really like the dad character. He seems like a shithead and not in like the lovable yeah. shithead way. Uh-huh. And, and all yeah, that. Yeah. That was the one thing that was funny because by the end you're like, well, I don't really care if like they kill these people except yeah. for the daughter. Well, it's yeah. Like, and the, the and mom the too feel, yeah. is, you know, but you're like the, the dad should probably die, but he's a, <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Like he didn't do something uh-huh. so bad, yeah, that he shouldn't die. But yeah, um, uh, fight scenes like I think about the hammer scene when he first gets the sledgehammer, uh huh, and it's like okay, cool. This feels like he's gonna do something, and he does, but it just gets a little repetitive with the hammer, like that, uh huh. That fight yeah, scene loses you know, gas. I feel like that reminds me of some how I feel sometimes in like the John Wick movies where they there's these extended fight sequences mm-hmm. where it just you just kind of become numb to it and it's yeah. like there's just the heads exploding and arms exploding and stuff like that and you're like okay and you kind of just zone out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's nothing I, I, I new. Definitely. Uh, it was weird because like, I thought before they burn his, uh, his bag, I was like, oh, what if like the girl wishes for the, his hammer for Christmas 
so then he could like pull it out of the bag mm-hmm. and then use it because it was like a cool hammer that yeah. was very unique and then it's kind of a bummer that instead he just is using this like basic ass sledgehammer the whole movie yeah when when they have like a perfectly good reasonable way to get it to him mm-hmm. uh with the movie's own rules yeah and we like, want to oh, see the hammer that would have been cool yeah. It is a good then, emotional payoff at the end with him getting it, it but it does uh, feel like it sucks because you're like, oh, would have been cool. Yeah, it's like that. they kind of feel like it's set up to be like that. And then you're like, oh, wait, they're burning the, the bag. That's weird. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, because uh, at the end, too, it's like the the final fight scene. They're fighting in like a, a, sh- a wooden house before they light it on fire and go outside. And in that fight, I was looking around the house like, oh, I wonder if there's, like, a chimney in here. It would be cool if he did, like, a, a move with the chimney, involving the chimney. And then I'm like, oh, I guess there's no chimney. But then they go outside, and there's a chimney outside. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. That uh, was and best part. I was, like, assuming it was going to be something like, oh, is he going to use it to, like, you know, teleport up and then, like, land on him with the sledgehammer from like you know mm. 15 feet in the air or something it's like no nah, it's much cooler than that they're just gonna yeah suck the guy through through. It. yeah that was great it's really cool the crowd i was in the theater with um it oh. wasn't a huge crowd but maybe half full at most they yeah, were like loving it oh yeah every joke they were laughing <laughs> I mean, they fucking loved it. And when that happened, they loved it. It was a yeah. cool crowd to be with, um, especially, like, as I soured at some of the early jokes. Oh, but they're yeah. liking it, and you're like, okay, whatever, I'll give this a chance. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's my, my audience was not as receptive to it, but my friend and I were laughing more than all of them, so... Mm. I, f- I feel like it would have been much better to have more of my f- of our friends there, you know, like a big group. This this is like this feels like a good movie to do that because it's just a fun, straightforward movie. Yeah, with some good laughs. Yeah, I think uh, straightforward is a great way to describe it. That you kind of know what you're getting moment to moment, and it is delivering. And it's yeah. uh, moving quickly throughout it. So I think that was a, a fun part versus a um, triangle of sadness, I'm sure. <laughs> it's the yeah. anti-triangle of sadness. But yeah, I, I think I do appreciate just how Christmassy it is. Like I said before, I think that's kind of the key. I, I do. I'm, I'm always trying to get more into the Christmas spirit. Like I uh-huh. enjoy Christmas, but I just don't like get into really get into it and then i often feel like it just passed me by once it's over so yeah. i like to check out these movies that remind me to like dude celebrate christmas like and mm-hmm. seeing people do traditions or just even getting that uh that idea in your head of the christmas spirit is always welcome so for that yeah. i probably rate it higher than i would yeah it's going to do great when it comes out on whatever stream, streaming service. Oh, for sure. Like It's like a solid streaming move. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it um, 
leave theaters in like four weeks mm-hmm. or three weeks and then go on streaming. Yeah. I really would. Like they re- what if they release it on Christmas? Yeah. Like I kind of see something like that as a possibility. Yeah. That would be cool. Oh, cool. Well, any other thoughts about The Violent Night? Uh, no, not really. That should, that should be everything. All right. Well, that is Violent Night. We say check it out. And Chris, where can people find you and what's coming up? All right. So I am uh, Rebirth Project on Twitter. And next week, uh, The Whale comes out with Brendan Fraser. Oh, right. Also, uh, the Matilda musical on Netflix comes out. And uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio comes out also. Okay, so some stuff I'm, you know, not excited for specifically, (laughs) but, you know, it's Guillermo del Toro, right? So, although I don't care about Pinocchio. Yeah, like, I really would honestly rather watch that Pauly Shore Pinocchio. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) You guys got to check out the trailer if you haven't. It is... The most upsetting voice acting I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, but on the bright side, Pinocchio, the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio, has out of 109 reviews right now a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, of course. So at least people are enjoying it. So, uh, yeah. At least yeah. there's that. All right, so that or we might catch up on some other things, too, to talk about. We will see. You can find me at Joe Cabello and give us a review, actually. Five stars. This is why the music is hopefully better today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Swings it
Bottom feeling when we are love. 